Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. On this episode, an independent UFO researcher takes a closer look at UFO sightings caught on video. There's millions of people watching these videos, but these snippets that I'm capturing are frame by frame, and some of them are only showing up within a few seconds. And it's so quick that you wouldn't notice it. But because I'm reviewing it frame by frame, I'm able to cut the little pieces out, and then I can slow them down, and I can blow them up and analyze them a little bit more. Hey there, I'm hard at work on another edition of Inner Sanctum, my free monthly newsletter. Inner Sanctum features my monthly brief, a column of my thoughts and opinions on what's happening in the world. It features a spotlight on a past guest, a look ahead to an upcoming episode of my weekly syndicated radio program, The Conspiracy Show. It features a look at this month in conspiracy and UFO history and my Conspiracy Unlimited podcast episode pick of the month and so much more. To get your free monthly newsletter, Inner Sanctum, delivered to your email inbox, just go to my website, strangeplanet.ca, strangeplanet.ca. Scroll down to the bottom of the page and click on Inner Sanctum and register. It's fast, easy, and again, absolutely free. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serres. Pursuing the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from his studio beneath the stairs. Here's Richard Serrett. Welcome to your Wednesday. John Carter is standing by to discuss what he's found after analyzing hundreds of UFO videos. Before that, just a reminder, I'll be sitting in for George Norrie this coming Friday, August the 7th, on Coast to Coast AM. You don't want to miss this remarkable late-night radio program heard in over 600 markets across North America. Go to coasttocoastam.com for more information. 
John E. Carter is the creator of UFOsWorldwide.com and the YouTube channel UFOs Worldwide, where he posts UFO sightings caught on video that he's digitally enhanced and slowed down for closer analysis. His mission is to reach out to as many ufologists as he can to offer help and better views of their videos. Hey, John, welcome to Conspiracy Unlimited. How are you? I'm all right, Richard. Thanks for having me on. How are you doing, more importantly? I'm terrific. Thank you. Tell me about UFOsWorldwide.com. How did it start? Well, I actually, you know what I did? I started a YouTube channel, and I started reviewing probably about 10 years ago MUFON videos. I really love and I'm fascinated with all things to do with UFOs. And so what I, what I did, and I have a little bit of a career with working with Apple. So I have some experience with a program called Final Cut Pro. And I have the ability to zoom in on these objects, change the exposure, slow them down, blow them up to massive sizes so that I can watch these videos that are being submitted through MUFON um, in depth. I'm interested in looking at it a little bit more than just seeing the natural flight of the object. I like to see the natural flight of the object in the regular videos, but I want to see it more up close and personal. Uh, so that's what I decided to do. I invested some money into the program, Final Cut Pro, a new computer, and I started blowing these up and looking at them frame by frame. Um, well, while I was doing that, I got a little better at doing the video editing. So I decided what I would do is start showing people these videos. And of course, you know, when it comes down to it, you should probably create a website. So I also created the website, but I will say, Richard, I'm not the greatest with the technology stuff. And so I have been trying to incorporate it and make it look good. And I'm just not having much luck right now with the website, but um, the website is just an off branch where I'm uploading um, some information based on the YouTube videos and the YouTube channel. I also have a Facebook page that I created and an Instagram. And so how do you select the, because MUFON is receiving, I'm guessing, you know, thousands of, oh. of videos on a, maybe on a monthly basis. I don't know the numbers, but how do you decide which ones that you're going to try to digitally enhance? Yeah, no, that's, that's a great question. What I actually do is I look at all of them and you're looking at probably about 20 to 30 reports per day. And you're looking at a few that have pictures and other ones that have movies. So I'll go through every single movie and I'll watch them and I'll decipher and determine whether or not I'm going to review them based on several factors. There's a lot of things. Have you heard about Starlink or Star? Yeah, Star, Starlink? No, what is it? It's oh, the, uh, it's Elon the Musk, SpaceX. Elon um, Musk's yeah. uh, satellite uh, internet system. Yeah, yeah. So there's a ton of those videos that are, are being captured. And, you know, there's also satellites that are being captured. I guess nowadays with the incorporation of drone technology, there's a lot of people that are creating, you know, like crop circles, how when crop circles started happening and people didn't really know what was going on. And then all of a sudden someone decides, oh, I'm going to go and try and replicate that. You know, that kind of stuff can happen with the UFO videos as well. There's applications out there that now transpose a CGI UFO into uh, the video that you're filming. So you're kind of deciphering and trying to determine, are these fire lanterns? Are these Starlink satellites? Um, are, are these objects drones with lights on them? And you also want to see whether or not they're actual planes as well. Sometimes people can be fooled by a plane. I mean, I've personally even seen a helicopter coming at me with the 
you know, the, the emergency helicopter, medical helicopter with a huge bright light and it's an orange orb and it's coming at me and I can't hear it because it's so far away. And then all of a sudden when it gets near, I can see, I can make out the sound and all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay. But if someone only was filming maybe 30 second snippet of that, you know, it's, it's hard to tell until you start slowing things down and enlarging them and changing the exposure. So I try to weed all those things out and only show the ones that I determine based on my own rational experience and mind, um, you know, the things that I think are UFOs or unidentified aerial phenomena. Right. Uh, so based on the number of MUFON videos that you, you screen, what percentage mm -hmm. of them do you discard because you can ex because they are explainable. They're helicopters. They're drones. They're a Starlink satellite. And which and what percentage then um, remain truly unidentified? Yeah, I would say probably about a five percentile are, are the ones that I'm reviewing that are able. I'm able to actually see an object. I can change it to a negative exposure and also see the object throughout the entirety of the video. Um, I'm discarding. Let's just say out of the thirty that I'm reviewing, I'm only picking two or three of them that actually show something of value. And those are the ones that end up on UFOs worldwide on the YouTube channel uh, and on Facebook. That's correct. Yeah, and and um, how do you uh, go about getting permission? I guess from um, a MUFON, you just call them and and tell them you want to scrutinize their video. Is that how it works? Actually, I'm not too sure on that one, Richard. You might be getting me into a little bit of trouble with that, or I might be getting into a little bit of trouble. Basically, I'm under the assumption that all these people that are going and capturing these photos or videos or just making their reports, they're going to the MUFON uh, website. They're able to create a report, and they're able to describe the date, the time, the location. They give a little synopsis of the eyewitness report, which I include in the videos. And I also give the source link directly to MUFON. Uh, I'm not capitalizing on any, any of these things. I'm just trying to show them to the broad public. I mean, not a lot of people know where to go and look for UFOs, right? You can go to the UFO groups, you can go to video creators, and you, you can see them, but they don't necessarily blow them up or slow them down or change exposures. So I try and do that. And it's because I've had a few UFO experiences myself, and as an enthusiast and people that are capturing these, I, I feel very strongly that those people that have reached out to me that are the MUFON submitters that have said, oh my gosh, this guy did this to my video. They really enjoy it. I've included or joined up to the MUFON global uh, channel on Facebook. And sometimes when I come across some people, they'll bypass submitting them on MUFON and they'll just put them up on the group. And I'll just take down, down the video and I'll, I'll do my analysis on it and then I'll just share it to them. Um, if I'm doing anything with any videos from YouTube or any people that really, you know, they want to ascertain the copyright to their stuff. I'm going to ask them just by asking on YouTube. Uh, there's one guy out there, his name's Steve Barone. He's out in uh, Las Vegas, and he's been capturing some pretty interesting objects. Um, so I've actually reached out to him and said, hey, here's a video where I just blew up your object and I'm, I'm just sharing this to you. I have a bunch of links that are unlisted where no one can see them publicly. And, and so if you, if you want me to review them, but you don't want me to share them publicly, I'm okay with that too. It's just a matter of making sure that people that are seeing these objects have a better viewpoint 
you know, they're often going to share them with family and friends. And, and I think that it would be really cool to be able to see them blown up and slowed down as well. Right. Some right. of these objects, yeah, some of these objects, Richard, they've got an energy field that they're, and it's just the most mind boggling thing uh, where you're just seeing energy fields surrounding them and changing it. It's really neat to look at slowed down and blown up. Well, I was just going to ask you, what kind of reaction do you get from, let's say, MUFON uh, when you analyze some of the videos that have been submitted to them and then you you blow them up, you enhance them, uh, et cetera? What, what reaction are you getting from MUFON? I'm not getting any reaction from any of the members of MUFON other than I've had a few of them follow me on Instagram. I, I personally sent an email to uh, the main email address asking them or providing them my channel. Uh, I've even sent them a few emails saying, hey, listen, I would love to do this for you for your own YouTube uh, page. And, you know, I, I just, I don't have any luck trying to get, you're one of the first people I've ever had respond to me, Richard. I don't know what it is. It's just my kind of luck. I always say and joke around that if I didn't have bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. But I just feel like it's really hard to penetrate any of the groups um, especially because I, I just, I think everyone wants to have their own stuff and they want to be entitled to their own stuff and they don't want anyone else involved. So I'm doing this as kind of like a rogue, I guess. Uh, I would love for them to reach out to me. I would love anyone that uh, does this stuff for a living, any U ufologist, if you come across a video and you're listening to this podcast, reach out to me. I have no qualms doing any of this stuff for free, just, just for the passion alone. Right. You would think that there would be in the in the world of ufology uh, that there would be more cooperation and that that uh, you're trying to further uh, the research by uh, scrutinizing these videos and enhancing them and so forth. And, and yet, as you say, you're not getting much uh, much feedback. There seems to be kind of a territorial thing maybe going on. You mentioned Steve uh, Barone, uh, whose uh, website or YouTube channel is UFOs over Vegas. So here's someone who's yeah. who's responded to you. Uh, and tell me first of all about the um, the UFO footage that he captured, and then you enhanced and put on UFOs worldwide. Uh, just sort of describe that, and then we can get into what Steve Barone's um, response was. Sure. Yeah. So I it was basically I've I've seen him posting up on some of the groups. For me, in order to try and spread the message or, or spread the videos, I've had to join countless UFO groups on Facebook. I've tried to spread them also on uh, Reddit. Uh, I can't even tell you how many times I've been banned or kicked off of Reddit just for sharing a UFO video to r forward slash UFOs. It's absolutely asinine to me. Um, but at the end of the day, I came across Steve Barone and I started watching some of his, of his videos. He's got some infrared technology, Celestron cameras and such. And so what he does is he's got a little snippet of the Las Vegas desert in behind his house. And he's videotaping it. And he's capturing some interesting objects. Now, there's the Air Force Base there. I think it, what is it called, Richard Nellis Air Force Base? I believe or, so. Yeah. So he's capturing some objects that might actually be a part of, like, government uh, crafts. We're not too sure. But this one object he, he mentions in his video is that he had a full battery and within five minutes of filming, the battery had just completely drained. And he had this solid red object 
and it was very far off in the distance. It's above the mountain tops, and it's just cruising around, along left, uh, sorry, right to left. And it just blew my mind away, and it's pretty crystal clear. So I, I downloaded it, and I analyzed it. I blew it up probably about 2,200 times its size, and I put it up on my, my YouTube channel as an unlisted link. I tried to friend him on, on uh, Facebook, and I sent him a message saying, hey, Steve, I know that I've seen you posting up, and, and I do this kind of stuff too. And I found this video very fascinating, so what I did was I reviewed it. I blew it up, and I just wanted you to see it. And I'm not too sure if you would be okay with me sharing it publicly, but here it is for you to be able to see blown up. And so he responded after a day and said, wow, that's amazing. I'm not too sure what this object is to tell you the truth, but I really like what you did. And uh, that was it. He said that I was a, I, he said, I don't mind if you share it so long as you credit my channel. So when I did uh, re-review the object, along with a few other objects in some of his, of his videos, um, I just basically put in his name and took a photo of his little Steve Barone and showing the amount of subscribers, as well as provided a source link for anyone interested in going and checking out his website uh, over on YouTube. So that's kind of the story there. Right, right. You you also uh, have some footage from the um, uh, SpaceX. Um, I guess these yeah. were the uh, the rockets that were sent up. Uh, Elon Musk that were carrying some Na NASA astronauts, yeah. and then they hooked up with the um, the space station. Right. So just tell me about the the, the footage on UFOsWorldwide.com dot com uh, from SpaceX. What we see here. Sure. I, you know, I, I, I've had a few opportunities to review a bunch of their videos. Their videos are quite long. As you know, if you went to their video page on SpaceX on YouTube, you're going to see videos that are hours long. And uh, what I do is I actually, when they're doing these videos, they have it split in two frames. So you have a left frame and a right frame. And what I do is I blow them up and I enlarge them and I review them frame by frame. Um, one of the th one of the things that I noticed this one time, it looked like a crab crawling from one side of the rocket to another. Somebody else I, I've seen named Apis, he was calling it a rat. Um, I found it very fascinating because, I mean, at the end of the day, an object like that or an animal hanging on to a rocket going in outer space, and I, I can't even fathom, like, not being able to breathe. I've captured what was, it looked like a huge bird flying uh, I can't I it, it's a shadow of a bird but when I started looking at how high they are and what the highest bird out there can be flying at and whether there's air up there that a bird could be breathing it just blew me away I, I wasn't able to really rationalize it so I slowed it down for people and showed them um, just recently I checked out a uh, they did some kind of launch last week and I reviewed it frame by frame and there's some objects that are very far away but they're traversing across the, the earth in a few seconds um, some of these some of these objects are space debris uh, some of these objects are ice coming off of the rocket or drippings off the rocket I even notice a lot of fall off from the rocket itself I'm hoping that the people that are making these rockets over at SpaceX are reviewing their footage as well, because I, I would hate for some of these um, things that are falling off of the rocket to be very important for the safety of those that are actually going up there, you know? Um, but I, I really enjoy it. I think that it's very fascinating seeing objects coming up from 
the uh, Earth's atmosphere from from Earth itself flying past. I just I don't have an explanation for that, Richard. I'm not an expert, you know, but I do like to look at things where people aren't necessarily looking at them. I mean, there are people. There's millions of people watching these videos, but these snippets that I'm capturing are frame by frame, and some of them are only showing up within a few millisecond,s like a few seconds, and it's so quick that you wouldn't notice it. But because I'm reviewing it frame by frame, I'm able to cut the little pieces out, and then I can slow them down, and I can blow them up and analyze them a little bit more. I don't have the answers for what they are, but they're certainly anomalies that I can't explain, and they don't they don't fit. The, nas- the, the national trend or, or thought or mind process of saying that's debris or that's ice. Um, people are very quick to go ahead and say, though, that's just debris or that's just ice. But I mean, you can't explain to me how debris and ice are flying up from, from Earth rather than falling down to Earth, you know? Uh, there have been a number of uh, incidents, uh, celebrated incidents, where there is a stationary uh, camera locked on to the exterior of the um, International Space Station, and um, suddenly we see some strange aerial phenomenon enter the frame, and then suddenly the feed, uh, often it's a live feed, is switched off, or it cuts out. Uh, Now, I'm wondering whether you've analyzed any of that footage. I haven't, and I'd love to, but I've spent a lot of hours trying to find how to um, download the video feeds. I, I have no way of knowing how these people that are showing these things. I, I, the only thing I can think of, Richard, is that they're literally live broadcast and sh- they're streaming it on their television. At the same time, they're actually screen capturing it so that they're able to play it back and review it. And I just personally have never found the link where I can go and download the, the entire feed file. Whether it's a couple gigs or not, it wouldn't matter to me. I would love to find the link to be able to analyze that footage in depth because there is some amazing things that people are capturing. Um, and I, I think they're just videotaping or screen capturing it. Or they've learned how to download the live stream file, which I, I have no knowledge on. So if anyone's listening right now to this, um, please get in touch with Richard or try and get in touch with me over at UFOs Worldwide on YouTube and hook me up with that link. I would love to review that stuff. More of my conversation with John Carter when Conspiracy Unlimited returns. Did you know that bee pollen contains almost all of the nutrients required by the human body to thrive? Get your two-month supply of bee pollen from GetTheTea.com. Bee pollen is a super nutritious way to boost your energy levels. It's referred to as nature's most complete health food. It's a natural immune booster. Bee pollen may help boost brain function. It may aid occasional seasonal allergies. Bee pollen, Mother Nature's immune support from GetTheTea.com. A 60-day supply costs just $31. Bee pollen should be avoided by anyone with an allergy to honey or bees. The benefits of this product go way beyond what I've told you here. Do your research. Order your bee pollen from GetTheTea.com and use the code word UNLIMITED and all your orders ship for free. Get your bee pollen from GetTheTea.com. As you're staring up at the night sky, ever wonder who's staring back? No, me either. 
Pat, I guess he better say it because of Richard, you know, he's all wrapped up in this stuff. <laughs> Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. John Carter of UFOsWorldwide.com is here. Have you had a chance to review the infamous Tic Tac UFO incident that was captured on naval gun cameras that was released by the Pentagon previous to that by the New York Times? I've kind of stayed away from it. And the reason why I've stayed away from it, Richard, is because everyone's talking about it and everyone's showing it. And I just, there's not much you can do to that footage that has already been shown you know it's, it's very poor footage as far as the the quality of video that we're seeing there so i haven't really done much for it and there's so many more experts out there analyzing the footage you know and talking about uh, degrees and angles and speeds and sizes and such and i'm just i'm not that educated on that kind of stuff so i'm leaving that alone to the experts and i'm focusing on more of the amateur videos that are out so you've had a number of UFO experiences. Why don't you share some with mm-hmm. us? Sure. Uh, you know, what ended up happening a while ago is uh, I started going through a phase where I started rejecting the media um, and a lot of the news articles. I felt very depressed, uh, so much anxiety, and I started looking into meditation. And I started to do a lot more meditation. I started basically learning about chakras and pushing energy, Reiki healing and that kind of stuff. And so I started practicing meditation daily. And I like to go outside and sky watch. I like to look outside. Sometimes I'll play my guitar while I'm staring into the sky and whatnot. And over a series of a couple of weeks, I started seeing some objects fly over top of my house. They were flying like a satellite, Richard. They weren't really going anywhere. They weren't moving back and forth whatsoever. But they caught my eye and they caught my attention. So as I was practicing this meditation and this energy pushing and healing that I'm trying to accomplish, I started pushing my energy out to them. I'm raising my hands up and I'm pushing my energy out to them. I'm smiling and I'm waving, thinking loving, happy thoughts. And you know what happened, Richard? It actually pulse flashed at me. I don't know whether anyone else has had this experience, but I certainly have had it a few times where the UFO or the object, whatever it is, the craft, I don't know, it flashed so much brighter than normal. And that's not something a satellite does. And I thought, well, that's very strange. You know, I'm pushing my energy up to it. I'm saying hello and it's flashing me. So I started telling my ex, well, my wife at the time, now ex-wife, but I started telling her about it and she didn't believe me. So I said, you got to come outside. You got to see this. This has been happening for a while now. And so while we're sitting out there, we notice this object in the sky. And it's traveling the same way. And so I do the same thing. I reach up, push my energy out, smile, wave, loving thought. And the next thing I know, it flashes at me. And she's noticing it too. And now she thinks I'm not so crazy anymore. So we're sitting there, you know, in our little uh, outdoor sitting area. And we're talking about it. And the next thing I know, we both looked to our right, and it looked like a pyramid. It was a gray pyramid. It looked like an isosceles, and it was on its side. It was going horizontal, and it was flying about 200 feet above all the, all the houses, like the, the top of the houses, Richard. And I couldn't believe it. It was silent. This is before drone technology was really big. And it just it went across 
from right to left and then disappeared. And I've never seen anything like it again in my lifetime. But it's one thing that just really stuck out in my head. It's an experience that I'll never forget for the rest of my life. I'm thankful for having that experience. Now, Richard, fast forward a few few years, I get divorced, you know, go through all that. I'm, it's unfortunate. But at the end of the day, I meet another woman. Uh, we go out up north. Have you ever been out to Buckhorn, Richard? Oh, yes. Yes, we rented a cottage up there one time. Excellent. It's beautiful up there. There's a place called Kortha Highlands, mm-hmm. and there's a lake called Bottle Lake. And it's a, it's a lake that you drive into, and you portage down and then you go, there's only one cottage out there. And so it's amazing to see the sky and the stars. There's no light pollution whatsoever. And you get a beautiful, gorgeous view. And so I'm telling my new girlfriend about my fascination with aliens and hoping that she's not going to dump me at that time. <laughs> and she's all for it, you know. And I say, you know what, come on, let's go to a river water and let's watch this. And so we're watching the sky and I've told her about the pulse flash. And the next thing I know, boom, we see an object. And I'm really giddy and I'm excited. And so I start, you know, I've got this flashlight. And it's, a, it's a big one. It beams about 40 feet and I'm flashing it. I'm flashing it. And the next thing I know, doesn't this thing do a pulse flash it up? And so I, I, I don't have an explanation for this stuff. I, am not a, I, I didn't even capture it on a video camera. You know, I'm just standing out there in the middle of the night with my lady. And, you know, it's just it's a wonderful thing to have happen and it's it's really propelled my interest into it even further and well has there been any sort of telepathic communication oh geez i don't want to get down to sounding like a really off the wall rocker kind of guy but yes i i've experienced in my lifetime i call them conscious downloads and I think anyone can experience this. If you, if you don't know, if you're not an educated person as far as going to school, university and stuff, you still have interests, you still have passions. And sometimes in my life, I've always been interested in something. And the next thing I know throughout the night, I'll receive a conscious download. Sometimes I'll be talking with people and I'll know information that I've never read in a book. But yet I, there just comes to a, to a point of just knowing and I think that any one of us can experience that. I don't know if you've been following Stephen Greer and the CE5. Yes, we've talked uh, about this on. I, we've talked about it on this podcast. Yes. Oh, perfect. So I mean, I believe that through the meditation and through conscious awareness and the communion, I feel very strongly that you can get lots of communication with them. But you have to be at a point where you're. Um, in a positive mental attitude, a positive mental state, and you have to really connect with your energy. You have to be meditating, so to speak. You know, you have to be harnessing the love. And I think that all of us have that ability. I think it also comes down to the psychic abilities, you know, the telekinesis and, and being able to do all these kinds of remote viewing. I, I think all of this comes to the metaphysical energy or the metaphysical world or the, the paranormal, supernaturals, the strange planet that we live on and, and all the things that we can't really describe. We, we don't have the answers for it, but we just know that they happen because they happen to a lot of us. And did these uh, paranormal abilities or this uh, telepathic communication, did it come about after your first encounter with a UFO or did you always have that? 
I've actually always had it. Um, I've got a ability to, I, I call it an intuition. There's been a few moments in my life where I've just had a, a knowing, a premonition of something happening and then it coming true. Uh, my father used to tell me that he was a dreamer and so that his dreams would actually come true. And my parents had a go. We, when, we, when I was born, uh, we moved to a place in St. Catharines, and it, he, my father described it as being a very haunted location, and we had a white witch that lived beside us, and my mother used to always tell me about me being changed at the bottom of the stairs and looking up and laughing and giggling and pointing to something. My father would describe someone sitting at the edge of, edge of his bed. He would feel the depression on the edge of the bed, and then it would tickle his feet, and my mother had an experience um, watching a movie one night going and sitting in the bathroom where a full hand came and depressed down on her head and at that point my mom said hey it's time to move there's no way in hell I'm going to live in this house anymore with that kind of stuff happening um, throughout my lifetime I, I was born with something called a call have you ever heard of anyone born with a call oh yes C-A-U-S. yes in, in fact those people uh, anyone who's read David Copperfield which is one of my favorite uh, books that's how that book begins David Copperfield is born with a call, which in the Victorian era was a sign of good fortune. This yeah. is kind of an embry- uh, an embryonic sac, I guess, that's over the baby uh, when the baby exits the womb. It's very rare that it is still intact. There's mm-hmm. been a couple of recent incidents where twins have been born with a call, and it's been captured on, wow. on video and posted on Instagram. It's quite remarkable, wow. and, and it, was, it was valued sailors back in the Victorian era would keep them, uh, they thought that it would prevent them from drowning in a shipwreck. Very fortuitous. Anyway, tell me more. So so I, I was born with a call. I had all these paranormal experiences happen to my parents and obviously me in the household, but I'm too young to remember any of those kind of things. We moved to another place in Niagara Falls, Canada. And in this house, the earliest memory of having something very strange happen, I used to have these dreams that were very vivid of these African women and they were carrying these cans of dirt and worms and they would come by my room and they would throw the dirt and the worms on me and bury me. I don't have an idea what happened, but it used to like freak me out a little bit. Preceding that dream, what would happen is I would metaphysically get out of my body and I would go into the living room and observe my parents. What I've learned since uh, fall into the paranormal stuff is what the, you would call an out-of-body experience. Whereas watching my parents conversing, playing Super Nintendo, regular Nintendo, uh, having drinks, you know. And what I would do, Richard, is I would take the, the, um, a metaphysical, so let's say your table. I would take the table and I would take the energetic form of the table and I'd bring it back to my bed like a little goofball trying to hide these objects on them in hopes that they would notice the object was missing and then they would come and see me laying on them. It was the most uncomfortable thing I could ever explain, but it happened constantly. It was like a weekly thing and it left me feeling like just the most awful feelings. Um, as I started growing up even getting older, I started being able to be empathetic towards people. So if I was around someone that was angry, I started getting angry myself. myself. When I started uh, feeling happy, being around somebody who's sad, any of those things, I was picking up on those and I wasn't able to really decipher whether they're my energy or another person's energy. Um, I remember this one time going through uh, Peter, well, Peterborough into a place called, um, 
bridge north and there's this store it was called scratching the surface and i walked into it because i wanted to actually get a flute i, I like playing music in the forest by myself I, I don't know why i just feel like i'm entertaining the animals and i like to <laughs> convene with mother earth so mm -hmm. to speak and so i stopped in this lady's uh place and she says hey have you ever had a psychic reading before and i said well no not necessarily like i don't agree that if you if you have a gift and you feel compelled to, to share with somebody that gift and you want to help that person with that gift, I don't think you should be charging them for it. I mean, at the end of the day, if someone calls you up and says, hey, can you do a, a past life regression on me, you know, then by all means charge them. But if you feel compelled to share that with them and trying it, this lady was trying to get me to do a past life regression, but she got really angry at me when I, when I told her I don't agree with paying for something, especially when you feel compelled. It means you have something to teach me or something that I can can learn from you and you shouldn't you know cross right. the laws of the universe in that way she got angry at me and i'm driving home and I, I don't get headaches i don't get sick if i do get sick it's for a couple couple days i don't take flu shots i don't take vitamins i just take care eat right drink lots of water and so I'm get, i've got this headache and it's splitting headache and i'm driving and driving down the highway going back down to niagara and i'm telling my wife at the time like i've got this splitting headache i can't explain it and sure enough i trace it back like I, I, I don't know how I did this, Richard, but I'm staring off and I, all of a sudden I'm following this band of energy that's attacking my brain. And it's right to this lady at the scratching the surface. And I said, in my mind's eye, I said, oh, no, you aren't. And then all of a sudden it was done. I broke the I don't know what it is. I don't I don't claim to know. But I think that people have the ability to affect people in positive and negative ways through their own energy and right. people that really know how to hone that in can use that for good and bad, you know? How, how, um, how do you think these things uh, are all connected? Are they interrelated? So, for example, your psychic abilities, uh, you, mm -hmm. the out-of-body experience, um, these these telepathic communications or, or downloads, and then seeing these UFOs. Uh, is, is there a connection there, do you think, that connects all of these seemingly disparate phenomena together. I think so. I really think that it really comes down to the energy of the universe. You know, we're all focused on a big man with a beard in the sky when realistically, when we break things down to its most finite uh, purpose or finite, you know, it's there were little molecules bouncing around. Everything is made of energy and that energy is made of positive and uh, nothingness, you know, and, everything is made of this little energy. And I think that consciousness and energy, I think it's all intertwined. I think that once you start breaking down the barrier of the body, the meat sack and the control that our mind has as a animalistic mind, right? Beyond the higher self, so to speak. I think it's just all the higher self trying to speak to us. I think it's the universe trying to speak to us. I think that we all go through conscious and unconscious awareness. And I think at times, every one of these little things are propelling us to the biggest picture of, of all, which is that we're all one and that we're all connected and we should all love each other. And I think that all these little gifts that are bestowed are just little stepping stones bringing us to the greatest awareness, uh, which is that we're all together in this mess. 
<laughs> All right. So, well put. So within that context, then, what are UFOs? Are they extraterrestrial? Are they interdimensional? Are they made in the good old USA? Are they, what are they? I think they're a bunch of all of it, to be honest with you. I think that we've had technology uh, since the 40s with the Roswell crash. I think that was a cover-up. I really don't like talking about this because it's scary, the implications of what could happen to some people with these kind of thoughts, right, and the, these kind of statements. But at the end of the day, I think that we've the, there's crafts. I don't know if they're interdimensional or if, like, maybe they're time travelers, you know, maybe there are distant future selves coming back to monitor ourselves and to try and course correct ourselves. Maybe they are interdimensional, sorry, interstellar objects that are traversing the universe and they're millions and billions of years ahead of us. Uh, it could be a combination of all of it, Richard. Who's to say, you know, the only time we're really ever going to get down to it is when you and I have a spaceship pull up to us, park in our driveway, come on out and have a barbecue and some drinks with us, right? I, I think the rest of it's just all theory. I don't necessarily know whether or not any of us uh, citizens who are not a part of the elect or not a part of the in crowd, I don't think we're ever going to get to find out, but I do know that the back engineering is probably what has propelled us from the 40s to where we are now. I mean, just even thinking about Elon Musk and, and his technology where he's trying to create it so that we can transfer our consciousness into a computer. What the heck is that all about, man? That makes me think about the Matrix. Do you know, it, it just it blows my mind away. Uh, it makes the sky, the Starlink stuff makes me think of Skynet with uh, the Terminator. Right. <laughs> it's just, it's a strange planet we live on, my friend. And, and I don't have the answers, but I think that there's a combination of all of those things. I think that some of these objects that we're seeing could be natural occurring phenomenon that we can't explain, such as the rods that have been captured since the 80s with the, 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 these rods that have these, like, they look like fluttering wings almost, like yes. almost like a fish, but they're, you know, th there's a lot of things that we won't ever really discover uh, as far as a concrete answer, but they're there and we're all observing them. And I, I do love to hear all the different thoughts and the different tangents that we go down on trying to pin, pin them down and say, you know, specifically what they are. So you're not holding your breath for some sort of disclosure then? I think we're crazy to think the disclosure is going to happen for all of us citizens. I, I, I can't see it happening. It didn't happen in the 40s. They changed the messaging um, to being a weather balloon. They've had, we all see in plain sight the evidence. We, we're, we can go back to old paintings and see old paintings with UFOs. Uh, being depicted in them, even with Jesus on it. You know, it's just, it's mind boggling to me that we're not being told the truth. I, it's mind boggling to me that billions of dollars of in, in America have been allocated to these black fund projects that, you know, where'd the money go? We don't know where it went. Well, we can imagine that it probably went to some black off project. Um, but again, we're not going to know these things. And, I wish we would, Richard, but I just don't think it's going to happen without uh, us dismantling those powers that be. And those powers that be are so intertwined in society that you, we, we, we're not the force that can, I don't think we're the force that can do it. I, we're so, dis, we're so dis, 
discombobulated into these little sects and these little groups and, and we're being segregated uh, constantly being told that we're different when realistically we should be celebrating our differences, but also realizing that those differences shouldn't separate us at all, you know? Um, yeah. So ufosworldwide.com and on YouTube, if people want to see your enhanced, enlarged um, uh, video analysis of some of these MUFON videos and, and others, where do they find it on YouTube? Yeah, you can go to the search screen or the search bar and just type in UFOs Worldwide and it should pop up. Um, but of course, if you went to youtube.com forward slash UFOs Worldwide uh, and hit enter, you're going to come across my channel. Please subscribe. I have a small audience. I have a small audience of dedicated people that comment on every video. I like to have back, back and forth conversations. If you have UFO videos you want me to analyze, please go ahead and send them to me. Get in contact with me. My, if you click on the about section, you can get my email address. You can send the files to me. You can upload them on your own YouTube channel and you can send me the link. And if I like it and I think it's, you know, an object, I'm going to review it for you and, if you want me to, I'll give you credit right to your, you know, give the source link and everything. But yeah, definitely go check it out. If you go to ufosworldwide.com, you'll find my page there. If you'd rather watch them on Facebook, you can go to facebook.com forward slash ufosworldwide. If you're into Instagram, I have bad news for you. Instagram won't let me upload any videos that are less than a minute, so you're going to miss out on some videos. But if you went to Instagram.com forward slash UFOs Worldwide, all of those places are me, and all of those places you can reach me. Fantastic. John, a great pleasure meeting you, and thanks for hanging out. Richard, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for all that you do, my friend. Thanks for allowing me to be a voice on your, on your show and your podcast here. If you ever want me to come back and share some paranormal stories, I'd be more than happy to. It's a date. Thank you again. Perfect. Have a good day. Okay, before I dim the lights in my little studio beneath the stairs, I'll be back in a few moments to share a few details on an upcoming episode. One tablespoon of ESS-60 from C60 Evo helps keep me pain-free, energized, and mentally focused. And I'm sleeping so much better since I started taking ESS-60 back in November. ESS-60 is the consumable form of C60, the miracle molecule discovered by Nobel Prize-winning chemists in the 1990s. ESS-60 is a mega antioxidant, 172 times more powerful than vitamin C. Check out the Paris study, a peer-reviewed scientific study online, where ESS-60 suspended in olive oil was fed to rats. The rats fed ESS-60 lived almost twice their normal lifespan. I can't sit here and tell you I'm going to live to be 112, but I'm 56 and I haven't felt this youthful, energized, and pain-free since I was in my 20s. ESS-60 from C60 Evo. If you want to discover the benefits of this amazing miracle molecule for yourself, go to the episode notes for this podcast and click on the link for c60evo.com. And don't forget to use the code RS1SPEC when ordering and you'll receive an additional 5% off. ESS-60, the miracle molecule from C60 Evo. It's changed my life discover what it can do for you. This product has not been evaluated by the FDA and is not intended to cure, diagnose, or cure. If you have a medical concern, please consult your healthcare provider.
Coming up next time on Conspiracy Unlimited, Mark Fiorentino says he's achieved Einstein's quest for a unified field theory and has figured out the secret of anti-gravity. Everybody listen carefully now. That's why in the last chapter of my book, I say to do this experiment that proves that high magnetics can lead to gravity shielding and gravity propulsion. Just do that experiment. Whoever's out there listening, if you're a scientist, you have access to a strong magnetic field or you know, a magnetic system, do the experiment in the book and you will see for yourself, your own eyes, that this works. Until then, I'm Richard Serrett. So long for now. A new Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com. Blow your mind. That is all for now. Oh, and remember to share and give a five-star review because we have huge egos and need love. We're like cats. We need... We need constant petting. <laughs>